Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine, alongside Ryan Frederick, as always. And I want to thank you all for uh, supporting the Fight Game uh, podcast uh, media group, Fight Game Media Group, and In the Clinch specifically. And if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to the feed and uh, you'll get all our new content as it's uploaded. And uh, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media for bunch more extra content just five bucks a month and it helps pay for this it helps pay for all that other stuff and it's all all a bunch of good stuff so uh really appreciate all the support leave us a five-star review and and all that and uh let's get into this show so ryan uh we got to talk about is actually kind of not really anything else really that i think would have been a good possibility for this segment this week because uh we got you know, one of the biggest cards of the year traditionally at Madison Square Garden. Looks like we got a main event. Yeah, the, yeah, we do, and it, and it's a fight that everybody was expecting to happen before the end of the year, and uh, we got a date quick on it. And it's uh, Israel Adesanya defending the middleweight championship against Alex Pereira. Uh, that's that's a yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting. That means whatever's going on with John Jones and the heavyweight title title, that's not going to happen. You know, in at Madison Square Garden now, now so it probably seems to open the door for Jones and Nagano being the fight, being the fight if Nagano's ready to come back. But as far as what they have can book, I mean Adesanya and Pereira, they're they want that to be a big fight, and the, the way to make it a big fight is to put it in Madison Square Garden and see and see how big Israel can draw to that, you know, to that arena. Uh, it's going to be helped. By the fact that it'll be the first event there in three years, three years yep. that'll that'll help. But uh, yeah, man, that's about as big as fight as it got on the horizon. So perfect, perfect. Uh, I didn't realize that it. actually. What? So last November, where where did? What Wait, was they, it? They went. They went to. They went to MSC last year. I, I forgot. I keep okay. thinking that. I keep thinking. Yeah, that, yeah. That it was this a, year. You, yeah, you know, this and, year and I was like, I never questioned you, so I'm like, okay, I I must that just remember. Some, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, because the, uh, the Brooklyn the, show was like April, yeah, right? Was, last year, yeah. they didn't yeah. do Brooklyn last year. Okay, last okay. Year. The, the, the Us- Usman Covington, I forget. Us- you know, and, and Usman Covington, Ro- MSG. Okay, yeah, Rose Whaley and Gagey Gagey Chandler. I was like, right. Yeah. I remember because there was all that controversy about whether or not Chandler was actually going to be able to fight on the card because yeah. he wasn't vaccinated, and, a few and, and yeah, and yeah. a few others. Yeah, but so. mainly him. He was the one yeah. that everyone was concerned about, and I remember. Uh, Someone we, well, I wouldn't say we know, but, well, maybe you know him better than I do, was saying he better he better get himself vaccinated. I don't want him to screw up that card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of a lot of UFC fans were saying at the time. Um, but, yeah, it all went off. I mean, we got the fight of the year. So, um, But, yeah, it's uh, MSG, Adesanya Pereira. Obviously, wow. Pereira is the only guy to ever have uh, beaten Adesanya in combat sports obviously in kickboxing, but this is MMA. And as um, I mean, my immediate thought was, you know, if I'm Israel Adesanya, I want this fight as soon as possible because if we do this in two years, Pereira may learn more MMA in addition to is already like, you know, probably the best striker in the sport. Um, you know, and, and if he mixes in other aspects of MMA, then, you know, Adesanya is going to have a lot harder fight. So he's better off fighting him this early in his career. It's like his, what is he, like six and one? 
Uh, I don't have his record yeah, in front of me. Some, I don't have it in front of me. Is yeah, it's like eighth fight, and he's getting a world title fight. I mean, it's kind of like Brock Lesnar in a way, but I mean, this guy's way better than Brock Lesnar was at the time. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's kind of similar in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pereira's got all that experience in kickboxing, and like I've talked about on the sh- on the show, the whole idea of signing him was to build up to yeah. this fight. So, so you strike while the iron is hot hot there and we, and we broke it down after he beat Sean Strickland like like the rest of the top 10 there's a, there's nobody who's winning in that division so this gives the yeah. division time to time to replenish contenders nobody's so. going to complain about this no. um you know um and and the funny thing is i feel like this fight has been like the this we've been waiting for this fight since we started this show in a way because yeah. I think he was signed like right after we started, and nah, he was signed. It was a it was a year ago. It was, okay, it was, his his debut happened at MSG last year. So okay, it's, it's okay, so I, yeah. Well, I guess in what I mean, I guess what I'm saying, what I mean, like when did we start the show? Is it, almost, we, two almost two years, years almost now? two years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I just remember like him being signed was a news item, and so I mean we've been following, I guess, his UFC career um through the history of this show um you know in, in a way i guess he yeah i'm just looking at his record now yeah he fought in november 2020 on an lfa card and that's you know probably where they decided okay we got to get our hands on this guy um but yeah it's uh you know and, and three big wins and and you know kept stepping up the ladder and i mean he looked you know he looked you know, in his first fight, I remember, you know, against Mikolaitis, he the first round was kind of eh, and then he just came out in the second round. Like at the end of this first round, he was he was pouring it on, and then you know he came out and hit the flying knee at the end of, at the beginning of the first second. The Bruno Silva fight, you know, was a dog fight, and you know he won it, but he didn't, you know, it, it, you know he he gutted out a decision, and then in, against Strickland, he just. You know, he, he couldn't look more impressive and, you know, earned himself this title shot. So, yeah, I uh, is a big one. And then we've also, you know, I well, I guess we could talk about it later. And now, you, I mean, you want to talk about other possibilities for the card. And one of the fights I saw that is a possibility, uh, you know, and I think this was the one I immediately thought of, Poirier Chandler. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's been reports out that, that is being targeted for the MSG show. Uh there's kind of two holds holdups on it. One is a uh, Chandler doesn't really want to fight until December, but uh, okay. you know things things can happen. Uh, Poirier wants the fight at five rounds, regardless of position on the card, whether it's main event, co-main event, third from top. He, he wants a five round fight with you. Yeah, he wants five round fight fight, and I think Chandler wants it too. And uh, so yeah, I could see a situation where. Where this happens, you know, on another card in December, or uh, or still the MSG, either either co-main or third from the top, in a five-round fight, yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting. But that fight is going, that fight is going to happen, and it's just a matter of not if, but when. So, but so you don't November, think that December. you don't think that they would put it on the MSG card, like you know, and, and do the Diaz rules, like have you know, have a five-round oh, fight? No. no, I think I think I think they would push him to shove. Push game okay. stuff. I mean, so yeah. yeah. Okay, but it just maybe maybe they want it somewhere yeah. else. Maybe sell I mean, some tickets somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I could see doing doing a co co main situation. It has the co main and okay. five rounds because because you know one of the things we were going to talk about in the segment is other possibilities for fights and yeah. I don't know that I don't know that there's you know another title fight on that show when because when you kind of look at what's available, uh, 
you could do Carla and Wei Lee, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if Carla will be ready by then. She's still, she's still t- trying to. Feels like she claims she wants to fight into the year, but it, but her the way she talks is sounding like she doesn't want to fight till December. I don't know. That if feels MSG, like that feels like a waste. That yeah, fight. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then uh, then yeah, one twenty five Shevchenko. You don't really have anybody ready there, and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do with Nunez. Nunez is is highly unlikely for November, and then when you yeah. start getting into uh, into other stuff, uh, flyweight title highly unlikely. Bantamweight titles in October. Featherweight title Volkanovski's injured. Lightweight titles already in October. Welterweight titles coming up, and there's no way they put that underneath underneath uh, Adesanya, uh, not with Eastman. I'll put the, I want to put those two on the same card. And then you have, uh, you know, middleweight out of Sonya. Light heavyweight, uh, Glover and Yuri. I guess you, it's a possibility, but I don't see yeah. it happening. I don't see it happening. I think you can headline a pay-per-view with that fight coming off their first fight. What if? What so, about the 145 interim title? Maybe. Uh, they're not going to do an interim title. Oh, okay. everything I've heard, there, there's okay. no there's no plans to do an interim title at 145 unless unless something changes because because it looks like Volkanovski's next fight is going to be early next year and it's going to be defending the title. So there's no point in putting putting an interim title out there. And obviously no Connor because he's got to be the main event. Yeah, and he yeah. probably is not back until next year. Okay. So. And uh, uh, who is it? Somebody on this card wanted to, wanted to get on that show. Was it Grant Neal? Or uh, Terrence McKinney, well, might have been Terrence McKinney. Yeah, yeah. He he wanted Charles Oliveira. I think he said <laughs> no. He he brought up he wants to be like Charles Oliveira. But, but he oh, called, okay. I misunderstood. He, I thought he's wanting Oliveira. I'm like, dude. No, he he wants <laughs> your role. He, he wants, he wants uh, Patty. He wants Patty. That fight yeah. ain't gonna happen. Not, no, not now. I mean, no. I mean, Ter- if if they made that fight, I mean, it, it, that's promotional malpractice. It, it's so weird because Patty is a ten year veteran of the sport. But yeah. the way he kind of just is right now, you kind of just not need to treat him like he's a three-year veteran of the sport. Yeah. Of the sport. At, at yeah. some point, he's going to have to fight guys like Terrence McKinney, but not yet. At some point, but and it's probably after one more win. After one more win, he can't okay. can't do it. And I had I had the uh, we were kind of sitting around before the weigh-ins last weekend in Dallas. Me, Oscar Willis, Jose Youngs of. And uh, we were kind of talking about what do you do next with, with Patty. And it's just, just like, just like we were all sitting there trying to carefully book it, but knowing that you know, there's if he wins another thing, you it's you kind of have to, yeah. kind of have to. But how about but we putting were, them? How about putting Patty and Molly on this card? There's I mean, talk of it. There, yeah. there's definite definite talk talk of it. So uh, yeah, timing would that. work. Frankie Edgar's possible retirement fight on there. Jim uh, Miller. Jim Miller, go back up to maybe, 155. Maybe do Jim Miller and Terrence McKinney. Uh, Terrence McKinney Ooh. brought that up during his during okay. his. Uh, oh, Jim Miller and Frankie work. Edgar. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, just, just that mean, Frankie yeah. fight at 155. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, but uh, yeah, but here's here's the start of the MSG card. So can you so imagine you though the pay per view opener or even like maybe the prelims main event like Frankie Edgar and Jim Miller? Like what kind of a reaction those two would get? Oh, and yeah. they probably have a hell of a fight. For sure, I think. Yeah, I think you. Either way, I mean, probably not against each other, but I think either way, Frankie yeah, for sure because Frankie wants to retire there. Yeah, to retire there, and I think just Jim Miller just giving him giving the run he's on and knowing that 
that UFC 300 is his end date, and yeah. he hasn't fought an MSG. I don't think he's fought an MSG yet. He might have. He might have. But if he hasn't, get him on there. Let him fight at least once there. Yeah, him and McKinney. I mean, that's you know, it's it's tough because that's a tough fight for Miller. And and the funny thing is, like, I mean, he could win, and then you know that sets McKinney back a little bit. But I mean, it'd be a huge win for Miller if he, if he won. Like, I wouldn't bet on it, but you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, give him a uh, one to once that MSG. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But still yeah, get him no, on the card. <laughs> still get yeah. him on the card. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, you know, maybe uh, Weidman if he's ready to come back. Yeah, maybe Weidman put, too. put him on that card. Yeah, yeah he should you be know. ready soon. Yeah, I mean, it, put it this way: if he's ready, like if he's ready soon, save him for MSG. I mean, that's yeah. the card you. That's the card you put him on on the on the yeah. main card. I would say, even even though he lives in South Carolina now, but still, well, yeah, but I mean, he's from New York. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares. I mean, you have heck, you can bring back uh, what, what's that dude's name. Uh, John Volante, if you want. Um, no, I'm not advocating for that. I don't, I don't think they have a super heavyweight division. <laughs> no, but uh, what's his name? Jake uh, Collier's trying to make it. Um, uh, Volante, that's that's the middle of football. That's the middle of high school football season. He's a high school okay. football coach now. So Yeah, he's got a coach. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so that's, that's something we got to look forward to. And what's the date on that one? November 12th. November 12th. Okay. Second week of November. Second, second so. Saturday. Second, second Saturday of November. I know that much. All right. So hopefully uh, AW can go the week before. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So we got, uh, oh my God. We got to talk about the contender series. This should have been our, we got to talk about segment, honestly. Um, yeah, it almost was. Almost yeah. Was, but I, I felt MSG is prestige. Yeah. So. Yeah, so if you recall last week when we did the show, and I, I guess we're going back almost two weeks now, um, you know, the first contender series was nothing to write home about. One contract awarded, and Dana kind of, you know, what was the thing? I almost forgot this dude's name. Joe Pfeiffer. B. Joe Pfeiffer. B, that was the, B. Joe that was Pfeiffer. the slogan. B. Joe yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah, well, everyone on the show decided they were going to be Joe Pfeiffer this week um, because this was a hell we mean of a every, We mean – we mean everyone, not just the guys oh, yeah. who won. I mean everybody. No, everybody. Like, I mean, there was there were some awesome fights on this show. Uh, Contender Series Week Two. I watched it. I think it. Yeah, it was. Way, I watched it the next day, and uh, I was just like blown away. Um, yeah. You know, I watched it. I watched it live, and honestly, watching it live, that that card was better than some UFC main cards that we've had this year. I, you know what? And I mean, it's nice to watch it later and, you know, because you can, you know, you could skip through all the packages and everything like that, but you also miss a lot because you don't really hear about the fighters and everything like you probably should. And then, but you also get to experience it and, you know, you were probably on social media and, you know, like tweeting and other people were tweeting and, you know, and I would imagine, and it was trending, you know, it was like trending number one in, in the States, you know, because, I mean, I'm sure all MMA fans are like, got to turn on this show. Like, there's something special going on here. And it was clear, like, right from before the fight, like, Dana White gave him a pep talk ahead of time and said, you know what, go out there and take it. And they all tried. <laughs> I mean, and some of them didn't. Some of them failed, but they all tried. And, I mean, and, and the ones that didn't fail, you know, got impressive finishes or, you know, had the, had the one decision was just a freaking awesome fight. Two undefeated guys um, going at it. Um, this was an incredible, incredible show. Now you mentioned something about Shannon Ross who lost in the second round of the co-main event. And what, what was it about him that you want to talk about specifically? Okay. So first of all, 
that fight with him and Sal- Vinicius Salvador, that was an insane fight. Mm-hmm. Like just absolutely incredible, incredible. And and my thought originally when that fight was over was was especially when you look at Shannon Ross's age and the performance he put in and losing. I was just like, if you don't give that guy a contract, at least have him be be at the top of the list of guys you can call call yeah. on short notice or or when you go to Australia or New Zealand next year, sign him and put him on the card. Put him on the card. He was that impressive in, in losing. But his this story is absolutely incredible. So he fought and he 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 lost, but there was moments where he almost came back from oh, yeah. being near near dead to uh to finish Salvador. It was just an insane fight. So he goes to the hospital after the fight on, on Tuesday. On Tuesday, gets released. Released from the hospital. Everything's okay. Wednesday, he has stomach cramps and has to go back to go back to the hospital. They find that he has to have an an emergency appendectomy. It's oh my his god! Appendix had had burst. You know, and there, there's some thinking like maybe like did this happen during the fight or something? And they did, and they missed it on a, on his post fight scan scan because it happened literally Wednesday morning. Morning, he had to go back to the hospital, have surgery for his appendix. Couldn't go back to home. Home to I think he's. Yeah, he's from Australia. Australia couldn't go yeah. back home. Home, I think he's still in still in Las Vegas, or he might be able to go home like within the next day, day or two, maybe on Tuesday as you're listening to the to this. So just all that, and uh, and after they found out about the appendectomy, he got signed to a UFC contract. Oh, awesome, awesome. So he's 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 in he's in. So uh, it's just it's uh, that whole so story. Is just which incredible. which was the now which was the fight where the guy was like out. And then he came back, like and ended uh, up winning. Chris Duncan and Charlie. That Camp. was Chris Duncan. Well, yeah. The, oh the, my god, that the, main event, the featured fight. Yeah, that was, they kept showing like reaction shots from Dana. He was just like <laughs> going insane. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, he was Campbell so happy. And Sean finished, Shelby too. Like you never Dunk, see Sean Shelby Duncan, like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for so Campbell he, because he'll be a guy that that they look at at bringing bringing on short notice and stuff. I thought like he, I thought he had him finished. Like it was like the fight the week before yeah. <laughs> with uh, Derek Lewis and, um, and was it Sergey? No, who was it? Sergey Spivak? No, that was this week. Um, uh, Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Yeah. Sergey Pavlovich where he knocked him down and he did the forfeit. Like Duncan like went down, like almost, almost like a flare flop, like not quite like he landed with his hands, but he looked like he was out and Campbell was punching. And all of a sudden Duncan just gets up and he freaking knocked his head off. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then, yeah, and then he, you know, got him to the guy. 143 this fight was. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it was insane. It was the most insane 103 <laughs> second fight you're ever going to see. Yeah, like, and even oh. the even the first fight of the night, the uh, Billy Goff and Shimon's much. Oh, much, my God. Yeah. Yeah, like, like Goff almost got finished by, he got dropped by a head kick with, you know, seconds after the fight started, and he looked, and about, he just got up. On, he just got up and came back and <laughs> got a first round finish. Like, like guys, like everything was incredible. Even the even the one fight that went to the distance, Francis Marshall and Connor Matthews. I mean, Dana talked about talked about how this fight would be one of those fights that you put on a prelims yep. of a pay per view card, and people are calling each other saying, "Hey, you got to watch this fight. Watch this fight." It was just, it was high level too, and these. These are two guys who were both five and zero, oh, and they both look UFC ready in that yeah. fight. Like just this Connor Matthews, sh- they got to put Connor Matthews on like another contender yeah. series show. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Charlie Campbell, Carter Matthews either need to be either if they can squeeze him in on week nine or week ten, ten this year. I don't know about Campbell because he got knocked out, or you know, leave those guy, leave those guys for like immediately next year or and have them on the short notice call list because yeah. those guys those guys look ufc ready so yeah so i mean just this this card like like it'll be hard to be hard to be hard for any contender series show the rest of the season to be as good as this one and like i said it was better than some main card ufc shows we've seen this year so just oh, absolutely, absolutely incredible incredible yeah. show and Billy Goff was like apologizing for his performance in his post fight interview. Like, I'll be better next time. It's like, dude, you won in like three and a half minutes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, that, that was incredible. Um, and then, you know, this coming week, uh, which, you know, as you're listening, it'll be today, um, we got Bo Nickel, who we've talked about a lot on this show. Um, you know, have second pro fight, um, you know, first first fight in, you know, UFC adjacent, I guess would be the best way to put it. This is a all-American wrestler, tons of hype, uh, middleweight. He's got three fight win streak, if you go back, including his amateur career, uh, all knockouts, all very, very early. And yet he's a wrestler. So, um, you know, he's obviously got a lot of um, a lot of a lot of tools. <laughs> he's not just any kind of wrestler. He's one. No, no, of the, no. He's one of the best best collegiate wrestlers of the last 10 years yeah 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 but i'm just so. saying like he's his skill his skill set is a wrestler but yet yeah. he's got knockout power as well is, is kind yeah. of the point i was making yeah. um but uh and and uh the other name on here that i recognize is jamal pogues because i've seen him uh well he was on the contender series before he's fought in bellator uh fought a couple times in lfa um so that that's a guy that you know i, I would keep an eye on heavyweight uh, eight and three, but you know, and uh, other than that, I don't really know. There's an Eric Silva on here, but it's not the Eric Silva. Um, but yeah, any anything else about any of these other fights? Got five fights again this week. Yeah, I mean, just matchups. Matchup looks solid. Uh, this is the Bo Nickel show. Uh, yeah, he absolutely. wins. He wins. He's getting signed. It's just a matter of do they shoot him straight to the UFC at two and two and zero, oh, or do they? Do like the developmental deal they've done with a couple people, like like they did Greg Chase Hardy. Hooper and Chase Hooper, you know, Greg Hardy and you know William Knight. I think they've done yeah. a couple of those where they be like, okay, we have you under a deal, but we're gonna loan you out to CFFC or LFA, you know, for two fights to get your record to you know up to like five and zero before we bring you bring you over, or do they just put them right put them right in that middleweight division? But either way, that guy. Between his wrestling skill, his potential, and his personality and his mouth, that guy has the possibility to become the biggest heel in the UFC. And that's <laughs> and and he will and if his performance is back it up, he will trash talk his way to news a real out of song and fight sooner rather than later. He's got uh his opponent's undefeated as well. He's only three and oh, but two finishes. So it's not they didn't give him an easy fight. It's it's a legit it's a legit matchup and it's it's one of those if you're running like an LFA and you and you know you bring in bring in guys and you be like, Okay, I'm I'm bringing in Bo Nickel. Let me look around for a guy similar yeah. experience, solid record. That's a that's a, that's a fight you would see you would see on the regional scene. So yeah, it's it's a very good matchmaking there. And uh, the other one, I was just kind of looking. Uh, there's a flyweight, five and zero, Clayton Carpenter, and his last two finish. He's at, last two fights have both been first round finishes in LFA. So uh, you don't really see that out of heavy out of flyweights a lot. So uh, he might be a guy to keep yeah, in as well. And he's from the MMA lab, which produces oh. 
tons of tons of great fighters out there out there in Arizona. So yeah, that's a Benson Henderson, yeah, right? You know, is that the yeah, and they've got, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of other people. Yeah, no, I just he's the one that came Sean, O'Ma- Sean O'Malley and all them. You know, so, and here okay. I come up with I come up with Benson Henderson because yeah, he's old, the most fa- he's the most famous and he was a champion there. But yeah, but they have O'Malley, Cannoneer, Barbarina. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, O'Malley will be will be the biggest guy. Um, and uh, and we've got a um, a fight a card another card coming up this week on Friday. Now this is interesting because as some of you might know, I was traveling this week and I was in Minneapolis. I went to see a Jays game. I think I mentioned on the show last week. Yeah. And if I was if I was single or if I had you know a little bit more free time or if we you know if, if this was our week of holidays instead of next week actually the fifteenth, I would have stayed down there. I would have gone to AW Dynamite and then I probably would have gone to this Bellator show in Sioux Falls um, because it's not that far from Minneapolis. Um, but uh, it's actually you know by Bellator standards not a not a horrible card. Um, we got the main event is Neiman Gracie and Goiti Yamauchi. Um, which, you know, a couple solid welterweights. It's not, you know, it's kind of a weaker main event, but we also got a Lamele McFarland fighting on the main card. And our uh, Fight Game Media um, favorite, Aaron Jeffrey, called in to face Austin Vanderford on short notice. He just signed this fight last week. Um, and uh, and he's fighting his, oh, and Josh Hill also on the card. Um, you know, uh, our buddy Jason Hagholm's uh, tag team partner on, on their podcast. Um, so yeah, it's you know not a bad card. Um, Gokin is fighting on the card too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Deanna Ben against Justine Keish. That's a oh yeah, former UFC fighter. Uh, yeah, Justine, so, right? Yeah, yeah. Not the biggest Bellator show, but uh, it's not solid, bad. Solid lineup. Solid. Yeah. Lineup, yeah. Uh, co-main event is Valentin Moldovsky uh, against Steve Maori, a heavyweight fight. Maori's ten and zero. So yeah, Maori's um, very good. Yeah, and uh, Moldovsky's coming off that uh, unanimous decision loss to Ryan Bader, so you know, he's trying to get probably get a title shot again. So yeah, I think that Vanderford Jeffrey is the one that I'm kind of intrigued by. But I'll, I'll, if I if I remember this show's on, I'll watch it. Um, but it, it's actually going to be going head to head with uh, PFL. Oh no, PFL's on Saturday this week. Okay, so they're not head to head. Yeah, P- yeah PFL's going. Are they going head to head with UFC? No, they're in uh they're in uh England, Wales, to be exact. Oh, there we go. Okay, so it's after the day. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be it'll be ending just as UFC starting. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the looking at the ESPN guide to get exact. <laughs> well, it says 12 p.m. Eastern. That's probably the main yeah. card. Yeah, that's probably the main card. Yeah. Um. So that well, first we had the PFL, which I didn't watch. I don't know if you did. It's on my PVR. I will watch it, but I haven't had a chance yeah. to get to it yet. Yeah, PFL's PFL is a, is the lead into the UFC. Okay. On, uh, on ESPN this week, and it's all ESPN, so it's like yeah. MMA all the time. That might actually hurt UFC in a way. Um, you know, but maybe by the time the main event hits, it won't matter. But you know, like twelve straight hours of MMA yeah. is a little much yeah. for most people. Um, uh, no, it's it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about eight hours if you watch. Watch everything because it's just the main card PFL. Oh, okay, okay. And then the prelims and the main card of UFC. Did you watch uh, this past week's PFL? I did not actually. Okay, yeah, me neither. Uh, I I will. I just haven't got to it yet. But yeah. Stevie Ray uh, beat Anthony Pettis in the main event. Is Anthony Pettis uh, experiment isn't working out too well? I think he's one and four in uh, in PFL. 
Yeah, um, and, pa- and Pattis broke both of his hands during the fight. Oh, jeez. Wow. So, yeah. But uh, uh, Olivier Ban Mercier did win his fight, so he'll be fighting Stevie Ray in the uh, in the in the finals of yeah. the million dollar tournament. Yeah, and and, then, and the other light heavyweight fight uh, is going to be Rob Wilkinson, uh, another former UFC fighter against Omar Alkmedov. So yeah, two veterans. <laughs> so yeah, their uh, lightweight and light heavyweight fighters are all UFC veterans. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's the idea, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're if you're a UFC fighter who's coming near the end of the rope and you don't feel like you're gonna gonna get signed, it's this is showing you, hey, maybe go to PFL for a year, win a million bucks, and try to get back on the radar because I could see UFC bringing back a guy like Stevie Ray who who I I, I don't remember I, if I remember correctly, they didn't really want to let him go, but they couldn't come to an agreement or. Or something, or you know, you bring back a Rob Wilkinson who, who yeah, like know, had just a quick, who, yeah, who had a quick stint was only like two fight, two yeah. fights. He was sacrificial lamb to Adesanya in his debut, and they let him go, and he's looked impressive since then. So and he so, and yeah. he lost to Sayar, you know, Badazara, who you know was, you know, I mean, it doesn't look like much now, but. You know, he had been – it was his second straight finish for Sire, and uh, he hasn't looked great since then. But, yeah, the guy's only got two losses his whole career. and uh, But he's – yeah, he's looked great. Since since he left UFC, every single fight's been by finish. Every single win's by yeah. finish. Um, so, yeah, take home a million bucks and then go back to UFC. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, light, and he's at light heavyweight now, so I don't know if that's where he'd stay or if he'd go back to middleweight uh, if he went to UFC. But – uh, but yeah, uh, sol- solid card looks like fun. I'll uh, I'll check it out. Uh, definitely won't be looking at these post limbs. Um, and then uh, this coming week uh, is the uh, next round of the PFL. The main event is Roy McDonald, another former UFC guy against Magomed Umalatov. That's a tough one. Twelve and zero welterweight. Um, and uh, other than that, that's it. Like there's nothing else in this card. Uh, yeah, it's a welterweight and a heavyweight semifinals oh my god this card i guess it's for the european audience because holy crap there's nothing on here yeah Uh, (laughs) wow um yeah i mean you have dennis golstoff uh taking on anti uh taking on a matthias scheffel and then uh well but uh he was goals uh scheffel actually replaced bruno capaloza who was the uh Who's the winner last year and the odds on favorite to win win against this year, win again this year, but he had to pull out against injury. So you don't even have your best heavyweight. No, Goldsoft's a solid guy. He's been around for yeah. a long time. Um he's got a he's this is a oh no. He he's got a loss to Ante Delja, who he could meet in the finals um back in his career. But you know, he's got wins over Jared Rosholt in his career, Chase Gormley, Mike Kyle, you know, so James McSweeney. He's got some big wins in his career. Yeah. Um, long time vet going going back to like M1 challenge, um, but yeah, not exactly anything necessarily worth going out of your way to see. But maybe you know, maybe you check out that Roy McDonald fight before start watching UFC. Um, so that'll be as I said from London, um, uh, uh, Saturday at noon or uh, Eastern for the main card. We believe for the pre for the prelims. Uh, oh, the prelims. Okay, main cards two Eastern time. Okay, so two. So finished around five. 
and the UFC gets underway at four thirty. So yeah, that, that works. Yeah, so that's yeah. four or four thirty. I said yeah. it says four thirty, but I don't. I, you know, if they have six or seven prelims, I don't know how they're going to fit that into two and a half hours. So well, who knows? I mean, you know, sometimes fights fall out. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I that was the other thing. Like I watched like the the fight pass prelims didn't even exist this week because I that's the first thing I clicked on, and then it was like it was two hours long, and I was like, oh well, that's the same as what I have in my PVR. So I checked, and sure enough, it was it was the same. It was the exact same stuff. So I just watched it on my PVR. Um, but uh, the big one this week is uh, oh no. So we're gonna we're gonna look back now. We're gonna go back to this uh, past week's UFC and uh santos versus hill this was i referenced it a couple times uh this was an historic show um was 10 finishes uh in 10 fights which uh was only second time that's happened uh that all the fights finished second time in ufc history that a fight a fight card with 10 or more fights uh produced all finishes in the fights the last time it happened was uh, November 2014 show in Australia that was headlined by Michael Bisping against Luke Rockhold. And I remember that show vividly and that show was an awesome show. And this show this past weekend was an awesome show as well. Now I have, a f- I feel like I might've covered that show for you for uh, the observer, but I, I, I don't remember. Like I, I just remember that being a super hot show. I was looking it up though. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was in Australia, which it wasn't as, has super hot crowds, but yeah. Yeah. And and that yeah that was a real fun one but this one was too and it's it's too bad that this show you know again you know, broken record here uh, that it that it's at the Apex but uh, you know it is what it is um, and really like you know they they made as much noise as they could and the announcers you know were making noise by the end of it it was almost like uh, when a pitcher is pitching a perfect game where they don't want to mention it because the first time they mentioned that was all finishes was when there was a finish in the main event. Like they never said it before that. Um, yeah. I imagine on Twitter, you know, people were probably think, talking about it. I think it, they but. brought it up because I'm sure, I'm sure like you, you watching it. A day oh, later, maybe you're probably, you probably skipping through all the commercials and all, that could be, all the downtime. Yeah. They, they brought it up. They brought it up. I think first time uh, they brought it up was about midway through the main card. Okay. So, okay. And I, yeah, that seemed too, too good to be true, but that's why it's just kind of what I was feeling was like, and then I'm even thinking back, well, no, cause I was kind of mentally prepared for the fact that this might happen because you had sent me a message, like you didn't give it away or anything, but you just said, yeah. you know, you asked me if, uh, if I'd well, watch or something and you well, said, yeah. that was a good card. You said that yeah. was all, that was all you yeah, said. I sent you, I sent you a message knowing that when I think at the time I was like knowing that you had just got done with the, with the game and yeah. something. I, I didn't want to spoil anything. No, yeah, I think I said, I think I said, said this has been a good show and I wanted to say it'll be easy for you to watch, but oh, okay. I don't want, want to kind of give away anything because well, I, because you watching it on a delay and yeah. skipping through, skipping through that, all the downtime. I mean, it's probably pretty easy for you to watch. It was like less than two hours. Um, it took me to watch the whole show. Yeah. Um, and I watched the interviews and everything too. I didn't, I didn't watch the walkouts. Um, but uh, yeah, and I didn't get back from the game because I, I went and played a little blackjack after the game. So I, I got back to my hotel. Yeah, Good I got back you. around Enjoy 1230. <laughs> Good for you. Enjoy your little vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I won a little bit of too. So that's always nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so main event, Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos. This was actually the long fight on the card because uh you know it's scheduled for five rounds and and it and it went four um you know halfway through the fourth round jamal hill finished tiago santos um and santos i i think like i had a, i think i had him up 20 uh 29 28 after this after the third uh does that sound right 
I had it twenty nine twenty eight Hill. Okay. Hill. No, okay. I had a twenty nine twenty eight Santos. Yeah, that's right, what yeah. I thought. That's what I gave I thought. him the first and the third. Yeah, because he yeah. looked like he was getting tired in the second, but then he came back in the third, and he, and Jamal Hill was actually starting to look a little bit tired. But then in the fourth, like clearly Santos was tiring, and he kept going for takedowns, and and Santos was just nailing him every time he did, and uh, ended up getting him down. And as soon as Santos was down, like that was it, like he wasn't getting back up, and he tried, but uh, Jamal Hill was just vicious, and he didn't have as much power as he usually does, like as he would have been in the first round, but he had enough to finish him, and and he just he was nailing. Those elbows and uh and and santos was trying to block them and santos like even like kind of protested a little bit but it was a good stoppage like there was no way he was getting up from that like i think hill had him mounted by by the time he finished it and uh yeah yeah it was a real good fight real big win and in a way almost better than if he had like knocked him out in the first round like in a, in a way that he got to go into deep waters a little bit and uh cut a promo afterwards you know basically saying he's a problem and people you know don't talk about my inexperience because i'm just getting better every single time and he wanted he wants a title fight or he wants jan blahovich was basically what he said and i think everybody wants jan blahovich right now because he's like the it's like the uh the, the guy the, you go to before the final boss yeah 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 it's like it's like everybody knows yuri and glover's neck glover's neck so who's the guy that that we need to fight to get the next shot it's jan so yeah and Jan can call. pretty much pick whoever he wants, and and he might beat them. Like he's he's no pushover. Um, but uh, Tiago Santos, like he's done as a contender at this point. But he stayed there long enough to put over Jamal Hill, which is nice. Um, and again, like that's a guy that uh, you know he's he's got the gift of gab. Um, you know, you know, I, one fight I'd love to see someday. Like, you know, if Jamal Hill was to win the title, like I don't know, I don't think he's it'd be tougher to beat Prochaska. He's just talking Prochaska a little bit. He says. You've only got two finishes and I've got four. Well, he's only got three fights, you know. Um, but uh, he's, he, got, uh, he's got three. He's got three finishes and three fights oh, in the UFC. So, like, come well, on. He said two. I'm I'm quoting him. Um, said, but yeah, said, yeah. If you're gonna, th- hey guys, UFC fighters, at least get your stats stats right. If you're gonna throw out throw out yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, he. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'd be tough because I I, I just kind of look at him and it's hard. To, I can see why people underestimate him because he he looks like a middleweight. Yeah. Like he he obviously he's, is a heavyweight, but yeah, he's not a physically imposing light heavyweight. No. Very lanky, very lanky. He looks like he looks like an early early uh, John Jones before John Jones kind of matured into his body a little bit more. And I was take, thinking he looked kind of like take from that what take from that what you will. Yeah. What I mean by that. Well, I was so. thinking he looked. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Israel Adesanya, and yeah. um, you know, like I mean, that's a fight that you know I'd love to see at some point. You know, like maybe at like one ninety five. But I mean, you know, obviously that's never going to happen. But um, you know, because they they seem like similar builds and similar skill sets. Um, but yeah, uh, Jamal Hill's got a ton of power, and uh, and he and he finished Tiago Santos and. Uh, He's, uh, you know, the next should be should be top like what five or six in the rankings now. Probably top six or so. I haven't got having got an email with the updated rankings today. Okay, That's weird. where do you have them? Uh, I think I put them at seven because okay. I had I had I think I think the most of the media had Santa. I think he, Santa's official designation was number six coming in this fight. When I checked my own rankings. I, I think I had Santos at like eight and Hill at ten. Okay. Cause yeah. So I have a 
I have a lot of different ranking rankings than, than they do. Yeah, yours are yours actually makes then, sense. Then the yeah. consensus. So if I have Santos at at eight and the consensus is he's at six, that means there's probably people who still have him at like three or four, which is kind of stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well so, hopefully, yeah. and then they'll just put Jamal Hill at three or four, and yeah. that's why he'll end up at like probably five or six. Um. So anything else you want to say about this main event? Uh, I mean, not really. Uh. Santos, I mean, I feel like this is the best he's looked kind of since he came back, but he still he still feels gun shy. And it's yeah, and I, you know, he's not he is not the same fighter that he was pre John Jones, pre the injury. And I don't know if it's just he doesn't I don't know if his knees are done from all that. I mean, those are those are very serious injuries that a lot of people would not come back back from that he suffered in the John Jones fight, but he just he Tiago Santos pre John Jones fight pre John Jones was almost a guaranteed finish every time he f- came out. He came out and there's just not, it's, that's not there anymore for sure, for sure. He put up a great performance. He put up a solid performance against Hill and Hill and he had Hill in trouble trouble at times and and you know it, it, the way it was going it was going to be a close fight. Scorecards two judges two of the three judges had him ahead after three. So but, yeah 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 but but this is a this is a win Hill. He'll need it if he's going to be a contender. Yeah, he could fight Jan next, or he could fight Ankalaev next. So I mean, oh yeah, that'd those, be a good one. Either one of those two. So, so yeah, Ankalaev's that's a really good one actually, because yeah, Ankalaev's basically almost an undefeated fighter. You know, yeah, yeah. they both got one loss. Um, and yeah, I mean, you put that fight, and that's like that's a title eliminator. Like the winner <laughs> yeah, gets think, title shot. Yeah, I think your path to title fight is more impressive if you beat Ankalaev than it is if you beat Blakovich right now. So yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Honestly, people are, you know, angling for Blakovich, knowing the, knowing that he might be the number one contender. But I'd be angling for Ankalaev because if you beat that guy, like you're, like you're, if you beat if you're Jamal Hill, you fight Ankalaev next, next, and you finish him, you're gonna get the next title fight because not only, not only did you beat a guy that you know could be undefeated, you're also doing the UFC a favor by getting rid of Ankalaev as a title threat for the moment. So. <laughs> So, because yeah. they don't really want to give him a title shot, so yeah. Um, and then the the co-main was a guy that you've you're real high on. I mean, at one point you you thought he was going to be uh, you know a welterweight title challenger, and, and I mean he still could be uh, because I mean the way he finished Vicente Luque, um, first time Vicente Luque's ever been finished in his career um, or knocked out. Anyways, I mean, he might have been submitted, but they said that he'd never been knocked out, um, and. Uh, this was one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, that was my immediate thought when I watched it. I don't know what you thought, but I mean, because of the fact that Vicente Luque just wouldn't go down. And then when he finally did, it was like, I mean, and then he was down like, and I was worried like I, you know, because it, the, he just hit him with like nine uppercuts in a row. And then he just kept pounding him. And then finally Vicente Luque just kind of went face first and fell And it, Calling it a flare flop. Isn't really like, he just like crumpled and yeah. he was done. And Oh my God, like Jeff Neal, I didn't know he had that in him. And uh, like, wow. <laughs> this crazy. was, this was a, an absolutely complete, impressive performance from Jeff Neal Neil. I before before he had his episode with sepsis which which I mean if you hear him talk about it talk about it you know he he says he nearly he nearly died I know from talking privately 
a little to him and people that know, like it's even worse than he lets on, lets on, you know, publicly like they're, yeah. Like it was very close for him. Not, not making it through the, through that. It was very close. And uh, to come back from that, from that to fight, you know, as quickly as he did was just, was great to begin with, begin with. And, and he had some hard fights coming back from that, you know, Steven Thompson, Neil Magny, those guys, those guys are, are tough fights. You know, when you don't go through something like that, like that, that nearly kill, kills you. And then when you bounce back from that, that, that to do that, I mean, that's something that takes a little while to reco- recover from, but I think this is, a, I, he, I know he, uh, Stop too straight. He beat Pondanibio in a close fight, but this this showing this performance was just this is the Jeff Neal that was on his way to a title fight before this before the sepsis, and I think he you know a couple more wins, and then if he has a couple more performances like this, like this, uh, that's a that's a title shot waiting, and nobody has done this to Vicente Luque. Yeah, Luque's been in a lot of tough fights and a lot of wars, and there was and even though he's only thirty, there. There was going to be a fight coming up that that maybe you know it took its toll, and he tried to punch, you know he tried to hurt Neil, but Neil hurt him first, and they had a really good back and forth fight. Yeah. It was it was good, it was really good. But uh, Neil, that those just left hands kept yeah. finding a home in the uppercuts there at the end. It's just it's a great finish by Neil, and it was a really good fight. So, yeah, we we I thought it. Real quick, I thought it was the best fight on the card, to be honest. That, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree because we, we haven't even mentioned like this went three rounds. Like it was it was finished two two minutes into the third. I thought Jeff Neal had a 10-8 first. I did um, too. All on the first, like all on the feet. But then Luke arguably won the second. So, you know, the way they give out, you know, scorecards, I mean, it could have been tied going into the second, even though it shouldn't have been. But you know, I so Jeff Neal came out for the third and his corner told him it was tied. So he 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 went. He came out looking like he needed a finish, and that's what he did. And they, they even told him the uppercuts were there, and uh, and that's what he what he used. And uh, just a really really impressive uh, performance by him. And uh, he very much looked like a guy that uh, you know could challenge for a title. You know, he probably needs at least two more wins. But um, this is something that you know when he lost two straight to uh, to Jeff Neal and or to sorry to Neil Magny and. Uh, was the other one? Was it Ponzinibbio that you mentioned, or no Thompson? Yeah, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, Thompson and Manny. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so that you know, obviously set him back a bit. So he needs to kind of, yeah. you know, get those wins back. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But, on the on the scorecard front in that fight, uh, Luke was going to need a finish in the third round because Neil was up two rounds on each scorecard. So, the, so that's kind of a surprise okay. to me. Okay. To me, well, only only one judge gave him a 10-8 first, which I thought, which I think is kind of. Ludicrous, but whatever. Yeah. Well, what was it? Was it? Uh, there was, I guess, technically they only called it one knockdown, but there was there was two, um, and then there was another one where like could almost was a knockdown. Like he kind of was stumbled, and you know he kind of kept his bearing. But you know if Jeff Neal had to hit him again, he probably would have knocked him down. But there was the one where he, he fell and then got right back up, and yeah. then there was one that was definitely a knockdown near the end yeah. of the round. So, yeah, but it was only- just. There's yes. only two of two official knockdowns scored, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the other one obviously would have been the one that led to the fight end. Yeah, um, yeah. We also crowned two new Ultimate Fighters, um, and Muhammad Usman, uh, which again was one of my picks last week in my ROI. Actually, did okay. I did two out of the three. Um, knocked out Zach Pauga in a fight he was losing. 
uh, 36 seconds into the second round. Um, actually, I want to talk about that a bit because the first round, it's funny when I looked and again, we always talk about the stats don't always tell the story. And when I was watching this, like I thought the fight, the first round was pretty close. And I thought Usman might even be winning because every time he hit Pauga, he like affected him. And then they showed the stats. It was like, I don't know, it was like 34 to nine or something in significant strikes landed for Pauga. But I, I thought Usman was landing the better shots. Um, but then he came out in the second round and he just, he knocked Pauga the F out. Um, he just, his body went stiff. I think he hit him with, I think what happened was he hit the ground. And then when he hit the ground, his, the, his head hitting the canvas woke him up again. And then <laughs> Usman knocked him out again with his second shot and he was out. And, uh, yeah. And he, he's the ultimate fighter. And, um, Kamara Usman was saying they're the first two brothers to be ultimate fighters, which is kind of true, but not really. Um, yeah, it's one of those with one of those with an asterisk thing. Yeah, because because Kamaru's Kamaru's win is was a whole different format. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, he did win his fight. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, on, I mean, had you had you done done like a tournament where it was just black zillions against the top team. He would have, he would have won that show. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kamar, Kamar Usman would have won ultimate, any ultimate fighter he was on. Just the format of that show was just, all right, pick your best fighter fighter for this week. So it wasn't necessarily, and, and they picked him for the finals finals and they won. So technically he was the winner, but he was also the right pick, pick yeah. to fight for that final. So yeah. Hey, who you It was Hader Hassan, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was there. I should remember. Um, I took a picture with the other guy, uh, Graves. I want to say his name, Michael was? Graves. Michael uh, Graves. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mention that. Well, whatever. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Like, it didn't, that didn't matter. That guy, yeah. I know he's toxic. He's toxic right now. He's toxic now. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, then the other one, Juliana Miller, uh, one fighter we've talked about quite a bit, Juliana the Killer Miller, least in least experienced person in the whole show, uh, one uh, over Brogan Walker, third round TKO. I, I get another one where, you know, it was arguably one to one going into the third round, and she went out there like she needed a win, and she got it. And uh, one minute left in the third round, and this was a great fight. Like this could have been fight of the night too. Um, in fact, I'm surprised that Miller didn't get a bonus. Hopefully, she gets you know some kind of bonus. But yeah, she, least, uh, her her bonus is a ten fight UFC contract. Which is that what they are? Ten ten fights? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Your your ultimate fighter winning contract is, is your first contract is ten fights, which is. A lot better than the four you get off of the contender series. So. True, but the funny thing is, is like it might end up costing you money if you're actually good because yeah. if you know, although you know, you probably renegotiate at some point. But I and, imagine uh, it's they, the the winners start at a higher higher oh, do they? higher than you would be if you won on the contender series and got okay. signed. Sign. And yeah, you get a ten fight contract, but who knows if you get all ten, especially if you come out and you start off like two and five, like yeah, like they, uh, uh, that guy from Winnipeg. Um, that couple of years ago, yeah, uh, so. can't, remember, can't remember that guy's name. He, yeah, he got fired after like three fights. Um, I think that I, I didn't agree with that that release. I think he was only no. one and two, one and two, but whatever. Yeah, Brad Katona, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this was the right winner. Um, Juliana Miller is is the uh the, the one with the star potential. Her promo afterwards was. It's funny because the promo she cut after was more kind of like the fight, the promo she was cutting before the fights on the, on the show 
not the one she would fight after she won, but right at the very end, she kind of, you know, the, uh, the killer came out in her and, uh, she was like, you guys, you know, you, you don't, you look past me and you forget that I'm leveling up every single time I come out there. And yeah, this was, uh, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, we got, like I said, I mean, obviously those four, four fights atop the car were all finishes. Um, I guess we can do our three stars and, you know, yeah, we got, right. we got at least 10 people to pick from. Yeah. And real quick on the ultimate fighter, fighter finales. When you looked at the start of the year, it ended up the two people that yep. really should really, who were going to come off best if in winning, the two, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have said either one of them was the favorite, but but if you looked like these would be the best two to win as far as as far as you know personality why wise and all that, the right two people won in the in the end. So you got you know you got the 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 other Usman, you know he's he might not ever be a heavyweight contender, but he's going to be in some in some good fights. And then Miller Miller has the had the best potential to be be the biggest star coming off the show and she she's got personality and so she she'll get every bit of a chance to make it because because she's got the skill and the personality and the look so yeah she's got what they want i would say that the one that may come out of this as the biggest star when all is said and done is claire guthrie um that's you know i but you know i mean obviously time will tell but uh she lost to um to Miller in the first round of the, of the tournament, but she beat her on uh, in Invicta. So yeah, but she's going to, she's going to have to find another path there because, because as you saw, they didn't give anybody else no from this ship from, from this season, a fight on any cards coming up, which is no, but that may, I mean, that could end up working to their advantage, you know, because then they can go back on the regional, develop their skills a little bit, come back contender series in a couple of years or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. So three stars. So you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. My first star, uh, even though we've already talked about it, Jeff Neal. I mean, like I said, I'm super high on him. High on him. I still think he can be be a title contender, and this is his best best performance in beating Luke K and finishing. There's Luke one K. I want you to save for me. I don't know that I can, but uh, I will. We'll see if I do. If okay. I hit it, my second star is going to be Terrence McKinney. Okay. Uh, yeah, McKinney is. That was an impressive blowout performance. Yeah. Kind of expected it. Kind of expected it against Eric Gonzalez, but McKinney was coming off that loss to Drew Dober and needed a bounce back. And he looked really good and just just he's got star potential and he's got the ability. And uh my third my third one is gonna be Brian Battle. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, I have to go with that. I have <laughs> to right. go with that one. Just cause that uh, that finish was so unexpected because I don't you know, I'm not sold that Brian Battle's super ready no. for UFC, <laughs> UFC. But I mean, he got a hit. He landed a head kick flush, and Sato's lights were out immediately, and that was that was brutal. And the a 44 second finish, yeah, just his. Uh, but he uh, cut a main event promo. Yeah, I was gonna like let his, you, I can let you. I can let you talk about the promo. So uh, I, I, I gotta say, there were two things on this card that were kind of spoiled for me. And one was it came up on my news feed. Like this isn't like, you know, an MMA Twitter feed or anything like that. This is on like you get news highlights and it said Brian Battles post fight promo. So, of course, when I saw that, I knew he had won. But I also knew why the hell is a prelim guy on on a UFC show? You know, his promo is on is on my timeline. And that was why. 
um, because he cut just this great promo. I don't even remember what he said, but I just remember being completely entertained by it. And he called out, he had call outs ready. He wanted uh, Brian Barbarina because he said he spelled his name wrong. He wanted, um, uh, God, I can't even remember. Um, God, it doesn't matter. Um, he reminded me of Damian Priest. Did you, do you see that? Like just kind of his, uh, his, his kind of, kind of the look with the long hair, the look and the voice, the voice is similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, I don't watch, I haven't watched much WWE, WWE, you know, in the last couple of years, couple of years, but I do remember priest is punishment or punishment or name. Yeah. Martinez or whatever, yeah. yeah. And he had. And I've, he's seen got, him, I've seen him a little bit in WWE. WWE, yeah. With when just cool, this, but just like a cool, cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see this guy getting over, especially if he gets like a, a couple more finishes like this. Like he's gonna be a big star, and it's like stuff like that, and stuff like the Juliana Miller and and Muhammad Usman, the way they finished, that's gonna keep tough going. Like. Brian Battle and those two might have saved, might have bought like two more seasons of tough, <laughs> just with with their performances here. Um, okay, my first my first star is going to be Myra Buena Silva. Not necessarily first, but my like my first one of three. I wouldn't say she's like my number one, but I, I, you're going to go over these results. I have no idea what the hell happened at the end of this fight, why she was crying, um, <laughs> but I I'll let you talk about it when you when you get to recapping oh, it. But well, we could talk about this stuff when yeah. as the star as we do the star thing. So yeah, what happened? Like, why was she crying? Like, I think I, she was just super emotional. But I did think she like, did she think like did she not understand she won? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was confused or something. Yeah, something, like this whole situation in this fight is just yeah. This thing was like weird. you won. Like, don't worry. Yeah. And she's apologizing, I mean, if, and she's like, God knows to, what happened. Yeah, if you want me to go over it. Over it right now, I can. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you want me to explain? So what happened was uh, Silva got Egg- Stephanie Egger down, locked in an arm bar, but it was in a position like where no cameras could pick it up, pick it up, you know, because it was so close to the fen- fence. And uh, all of a sudden, Silva let go, let go, saying Egger tapped. Right. Egger would not say a word. Yeah. She she stood up and stood silent. Silent. She was walking away walking away but wouldn't say a word and here the poor referee is trying to trying to like you know because he didn't see the tap he didn't see the tap he's trying to find a replay replay for the for the tap tap there's there's no way to get the the way it was one shot where you could kind of see emotion behind the back yeah you could see emotion but but you had no clear no clear camera angle so you had here you have have poor poor i think it was chris tyone he's sitting there having ass He's sitting there. He's doing. He's doing something that's legal in the rule book, but it's something that you never see happen. Where he's going around and pulling the, the judges, asking any one of them if they saw anything. Luckily, this happened right in front of Judge Ron McCarthy, and he had a view, yeah. and he said he tapped. He, he yeah. said that she tapped. Uh, Herb Dean also said that he saw saw tap, and there was another person that was close by that worked with the commission that said that that they saw tap. They saw tap. Uh, so, I mean, after all that, it's like, okay, Silva won. All this could have been solved with Edgar just saying something. She refused to say anything at all. Yeah. Which, which honestly, if I'm like matchmakers and people who make decisions, that pisses me the fuck off right there. Yeah. Just admit yeah. you lost. Lost. Right, like now, like, you're, uh, now, what, now what's because her... she and she still hasn't said anything. Now she's looking at possibly like 
you know what? You know what? We might just cut you because that's that's bad sportsmanship. I mean, yeah. Silva Silva said she felt the tap and she let go. Great sportsmanship right there. And for Edgar to act the way she did and not saying anything and not confirming that she tapped. She never denied that she tapped, but she wouldn't confirm that she tapped. She just stood there in silence. That is poor. Yeah. That was poor sportsmanship on her yeah. on her part. Like it and, was, and we just saw a couple weeks ago um, a similar situation where um, Michelle Watterson tapped and the ref didn't yeah. see it, but she admitted it and she just yeah. walked away. Yeah, no, I tapped, and that's it. You yeah. know, so, yeah. and they brought it up on the broadcast. So, um, but yeah, and but yeah, it was just really weird. Like the the promo afterwards where she like yeah she was crying and she was upset and said God knows God saw, and yeah, like, yeah I so think she was, I think she was very emotional because of the fact yeah. that 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 she she did the right thing in letting go of the arm arm when she felt the tap felt the tap because she didn't want to do any more damage and for the fact that her opponent to to you know not even like acknowledge the tap and not even acknowledge her after the fight like come on it was just just a poor poor display of sportsmanship and respect from stephanie edgar in this one yeah yeah and uh you know i i hope uh I wouldn't lose any sleep if they cut her. Yeah. Um, my second star is going to be Corey McKenna uh, in the second fight. First ever women to get a Von Flew choke in UFC history, 103 of the second round. She dominated the first round over Miranda Granger and then uh, submitted her in the second. Very likable fighter from Wales. Um, you know, and that's, uh, you know, just somebody obviously very early in her career. She's seven and two now, though, straw weight. And uh, somebody, you know, kind of want to see a lot out of. And then uh, my third star is going to be, um, you know, I'm going to go all women. Juliana Miller. Uh, we've talked about her a lot. She, uh, you know, uh, KO'd uh, Brogan Walker, became the UFC flyweight tough 30 champion. So, yeah, all women for my three stars. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, they gave away. Oh, no. So, yeah, go do your – go over the rest of the results. Yeah. We almost hit everything on here. But, yeah, 10 fight in the show ended up with 10 fights because they lost two from – between the weigh-in, weigh-ins and the start of the show. But uh, 10 fights, 10 finishes, easy to watch. Uh, prelims started off with Myra Boyna Silva submitting Stephanie Edgar in a minute 17. Then you had Corey McKenna over Miranda Grager, one of three in the second round with the Von Flu choke. Then you had the Brian Battle over Takashi Sato, head kick, 44 seconds. Then the prelims closed with uh, McCall Olegsaychuk, uh, knocking out Sam Alvey in a minute 56. Oleksajczyk dropped Alvey twice. This was not even a competitive fight. Fight. Uh, Alvey broke his jaw. Uh, this is the second time he broke his jaw. That's now – it was Alvey's last fight on his contract. He's done. Done. He's leaving on a nine-fight winless streak. I need to say this much. much. <laughs> there should never be a situation – where a fighter under a UFC contract is anywhere near a nine fight winless kid. <laughs> they, they let it go on too long because they like Sam Alvey because he had never said no. He's a company guy, company guy. And honestly, Sam Alvey, he did an interview. He did an interview with ESPN before the fight. And he says, even if I lose, I'm making a minimum of $96,000 for this fight on a loss. Oh my it's God. like, on a nine fight winless kid, that's gonna piss off so many fighters like hearing that. I and mean, he's the, probably gonna go to Bellator now. Yeah, or, or bare knuckle or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But he's he's gonna be he's gonna be drinking liquids for a little while. But yeah, yeah, it's it this fight was it was not necessary to give Sam Alvey 
all these fights. He should have been gone. He had all his kids at at kid side. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get, I get, like I said, I talked to him. I get their stance. He, he's a guy who never turned down a fight. He would always take stuff on short notice. Didn't matter the weight class. But once you hit that five or six fight winless kid, like let them go. And if you, if you really feel like you want to keep them, let them go and let them get, tell them, go fight twice on an LFC. LFA or CFFC or Fury FC, one of our friend friend promotions, get you two wins. We'll bring you back. We'll bring you back. Who cares how old, how old you are? Oh, you're thirty four. You're thirty four, and you and you fight four times a year. You can get two fights in two months, and we'll bring you back then. Just get your confidence back. There should yeah. never be a situation where a UFC fighter under a UFC contract is looking at a nine fight winless kid. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter who you are. I you know, so. My second spoiler that I saw was not a spoiler at all. It was somebody I thought I saw some, somebody say that Sam Alvey just signed an extension. So that's why I, th- I actually was expecting him to win. <laughs> and then I'm watching this fight. And I'm like, when is he going to win? And then, of course, he didn't. So it was, a, it was a jo- <laughs> definitely yeah. a joke thing. Oh, yeah. Sam Alvey lost. He's getting a, he's getting a new contract. Out yeah, there. no, that's yeah. That, that's what it was. So yeah. Anyways. But- but onto the main card, we've we've hit most of it. But uh, started off with Terrence McKinney submitting Eric Gonzalez in two minutes seventeen seconds. Impressive showing. The one fight we really haven't touched out of the rest of them, a heavyweight fight. Sergey Spivak finished Augusta Sakai, uh, you know, late in the second round. Absolutely dominant performance from Spivak. Just he took Sakai down at will and just dominated on the ground. And even when it was on the feet, Spivak was uh, getting the better of it. Very yeah. impressive showing from Spivak. And uh, then, then we had Juliana Miller over Brogan Walker, uh, third round, third round TKO to win Ultimate Fighter for the flyweight division. You had Mohamed Usman knocking out Zach Pagla, thirty six seconds into the second round, brutal finish. You know, wins yeah. Ultimate Fighter in heavyweight. You had Jeff Neal over Vicente Luque in the third round, and then Jamal Hill over Tiago Santos midway through the fourth. Very good show. Overall. Very good show. Uh, one thing about Sergey Spivak in his post-fight interview, he scolded UFC. He says, "I fought nine times. Uh, I, you know, I can't remember. He said however many finishes he's had, and you never give me a bonus. I want a bonus, and he didn't get a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Um, but yeah, the they gave away one extra bonus. <laughs> what?" I mean, unless they were unless they were going to give away bonuses to everybody. I mean, yeah, honestly, unless they were giving away bonuses to everybody, I would say if I were to rank the finishes, you'd be at number ten based on the finishes of this show. Show, I mean, probably it was yeah. But there was a lot. Yeah, yeah. There was the every. I mean, it feel like everybody had a more impressive finish than he did. Corey so McKenna, just, first just, UFC like stop it, like first Von Flu choke in UFC, and they didn't give her a bonus. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah, the uh, the the bonuses went to they gave one extra one, um, battle obviously, like that was a highlight reel KO. Um, Usman, uh, again, you know, flattened Zach Pauga, uh, Jeff Neal for his you know, just incredible performance. That was more like a just a duration damage kind of thing, and then yeah. Santos and Hill got the best fight, which was. Yeah, that was arguable. I might have had that like the third best fight on the show, but um, that that was uh, you know whatever. They often give that to the main event for whatever reason. Uh, last thing they need is extra fifty grand. Um, there was no gate because it was at the uh, at the uh, apex. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we don't know the viewership. We'll find out tomorrow. Probably. Oh, yeah. 
we'll we'll find out we'll know by the time you've listened to the show <laughs> true yeah 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 but yeah. yeah yeah but yeah because it'll be uh uh tuesday afternoon the the numbers will come out uh and then uh this coming uh week we got the long-awaited show from san diego it feels like we've been talking about this for six months uh but it, we're here now uh coming up on uh saturday saturday afternoon 4 30 p.m eastern so it's a little bit earlier than some of these shows start um main card i guess we're probably what eight Main cards at uh, seven Eastern time. Seven Eastern, so five local, which is a nice time, you know, four for uh, four local. Four local? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Well, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, yeah. Um, four local. Wow. So they'll be done by like seven. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's basically a total afternoon show. Um, and main event is uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera against Dominic Cruz, former you know longtime uh, bantamweight champion, uh, biggest fight of Vera's career, obviously. Um, last kind of gasp for Cruz if he ever wants to get another title shot um feels like he's just there to put uh, the young guy over but um maybe not <laughs> yeah i know i know i know he's but i don't know like i just every time i hear him i feel like he's lost a few brain cells so um hopefully it doesn't affect his fighting but uh it's i don't know like i wouldn't say it's a one fight card i mean there's some interesting fights on this card but um it's kind of a one fight card. <laughs> it, kind, it kind of is. We'll be honest. Yeah. We'll be honest. They lost a couple. They lost a couple of good fights on this yeah. on this show. Show losing uh, Grasso and Araju, and then Lad and McCann. Yeah. McCann. Can I mean, even though those aren't well, the Grasso fight was a big fight, but but I mean, those kind of hurt the depth of it. Of it. But this is all like I mean, you know, people are buying this show for Veracruz. How how did you have heard anything about ticket sales? I have not. Okay, I, I don't. I haven't seen. Usually, I I follow WrestleTix like everybody yeah. else does. Does with the wrestling and occasionally, occasionally they put out UFC stuff. UFC stuff, but I haven't seen them put anything out on this. And I guess maybe I could always look at Ticketmaster myself. I just haven't. So. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it. I, I don't know the Pachanga Arena. Is that a big arena? Uh, no. Uh, they've run it. They've run it before. They. This is the fourth time they've. They've run it. I'm pulling up. Pulling up what they did attendance wise last. Last three. Oh, it seats sixteen thousand yeah. for for um arena what? football. Twelve thousand for yeah. So boxing and wrestling sixteen thousand. Yeah, I mean the the shows. The shows they've done there, they've the last show they did there only did about did just under fifty five hundred people, uh, for and the the other show that it was only the third show they done there did uh, uh about eighty eighty one hundred. So okay, I mean it says oh, it says seats twelve thousand for indoor football. It yeah, says sixteen one for boxing and mixed martial arts. I don't know. Yes, it's never looked that big of an arena. I'm looking whatever. at uh, yeah, I'm looking at the seats right. Uh, tickets are priced seventy bucks is the cheapest ticket to get in, up yeah. to a thousand. So uh, there's still tickets available, anyways. Anyways, but yeah, but yeah, but I mean, uh, as far as San Diego being the location of this fight, makes sense. Dominic Cruz lives and trains in San Diego. Marlon Vera is a Southern California guy. He's you know he's from uh, Ecuador, but he's lived in lived in Irvine and L.A. and and he spent some time, he spent some time in San Diego, San Diego as well. So it's a perfect perfect venue for this fight. So uh, so yeah, and then you have then you have a few uh, Mexican fighters 
on the show, which I mean, San Diego is basically just right across the border, border there. So you you know you kind of got a kind of got a show that's uh, geared towards that market. So not a bad and and it's a big main event. Dominic Cruz he's won two in a row, yeah, two in a row. And if he wins this, he's still a viable title contender. I wouldn't say next you know next in line, but you know another win in his line. And Marlon Vera, it's the biggest fight of his career. He's looked very good here recently. Recently, like I don't know that it's, I don't know if beating uh, Dominic Cruz now is a better win than when he beat Rob Font. Font, but it's a bigger name than Rob Font. I mean, Rob yeah. Font might be a better fighter now than Dominic Cruz is right now. But it's it's all about the name, name, and uh, yeah, if Vera wins this. That's four in a row. And he's bantamweight's tough, but he will be for sure one fight away from a title fight. So very big fight for both of them. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, and I kind of still want to see that Cruz Aldo fight at some point, and uh, yeah. I, I feel like you can still do that win or lose. Yeah, for- I mean, it's it's very possible Cruz loses this fight, and it's very possible Aldo loses to Marab here coming up. Yeah, coming up, and you could still do that fight. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I guess if 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 Aldo beats Marab, then you definitely want to do the title fight because um, you got to strike while they aren't. Aldo beats, yeah, Aldo beats Marab. Like that's that's title fight worthy, right? Yeah, and the co-main event is interesting because it's two guys that we've talked a lot about on this show. Um, David Anama is one of the best prospects in in UFC period, and Landwehr's a guy who you know you. You know, you you I think you called him a must see fighter like a couple of years ago, um, and you know, he had a couple setbacks since then. But he's when I was looking up his record, like you know, to, preparing for my ROI segment, he's he's like an underdog a lot, and and manages to win. So, um, the, and this 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 one is no different. Uh, you know, and and Anama, uh, we just saw him like just a couple months ago. Um, you know, get a get a big win over Garrett Armfield. But this uh, this is his biggest fight for sure. But yeah, and maybe the biggest fight for uh, Landwehr as well. Yeah, I mean, this fight just came together, came together like within like the last two weeks. We saw something. Onama just fought on July 9th, I believe it was. Yeah, was and uh, yeah, but Landwehr, I mean, he's he's an action fighter. He's he's one to always watch, and Onama is a really strong prospect. And I'm kind of. When you know, I'm kind of glad they're getting a big spot in the co-main. You know, it's not a true co-main. Co-main is probably not the second best fight on the card, name value-wise. But no, that'd be Nunes Calvillo, right? Yeah, or even Silva Mearshart. But uh, but yeah, but uh, this fight is has action written all over it, and and it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being the best fight on the card. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've we've talked about it. Um, why don't you uh, give us your uh, three fights to watch on this show? Yeah, number one was Landwehr and Onama. Out of okay. uh, you know, if you take out the co-main event, that's a it's a great fight. Uh, another fight I'm looking forward to is uh, <coughs> it's a debut fight for both, but it's a high level fight, women's strawweight fight. Yasmin Yaraguay against Jasmine Lucindo. Uh, Yaraguay is a is from Mexico. Lucinda is from Brazil. Both of them are high level strawweights. Uh, Yaraguay, I think that's how I think that's how you say her name. She's eight zero. She has a lot of potential, and uh, that should be a very good fight. And she'll probably uh, Yaraguay will probably get a lot of 
a lot of cheers, you know, from, you know, from the crowd, you know, being from Mexico and all that. And uh third fight, I'm going to go with Calvillo and Nina Nunez. Just, just, I mean, this fight is supposed to happen a month ago or so and gets pushed back and both these women need wins and, and on a card that doesn't have a ton of substance to it. This is, this is one of the very few fights where both are, it's only the only the second fight on the card that both of them are ranked. So, okay. pretty big fight for both. So, yeah, um, yeah. The, I'm glad you brought up that strawweight fight because that was the one I was just looking at and I was like puzzled. Like, didn't really know anything about either fighter and looking at them. There's a UFC debut for both, and they don't really have any big wins. And one of them is even like you know she's 13 and four, which is not you know you usually don't see. You know, she's you better better records. You don't see people coming oh. into UFC with four losses. So, um, but obviously they got an idea that one or both of them is somebody to look out for. Yasmin is undefeated. So, um, my three UFI picks are actually the top three fights on the card. Um, there's a lot of fights on here with people that don't have very many fights, so it's that's why I can't necessarily recommend them. I always go with a five fight minimum for you know that that have actually betting odds available, like some of these regional fights you can't really bet on. So, um, first one is going to be uh, Bruno Silva. He is actually a uh, 179.8% ROI. He had a couple of fights early in his career where he was a big underdog, and that's where, and these are in Russia. So I take them maybe with a little bit of a grain of salt on that. But he's up against Gerard Mearshart, who is uh, often a, an underdog in his fights. But Silva's a minus 285 favorite right now, but he's 3 0 as a, as a betting favorite. So that's my first pick. Second one is Nate Landewehr. Um, plus 210 underdog right now, 48.3% ROI, and he's got a 3-0 record uh, when he's an underdog. So that is one to look out for. And then the third one is Brandon Vera, 43% ROI. You mean Marlon Vera? Or Marlon Vera. I think Brandon, Jesus. Marlon Vera, yeah, Cheeto. Uh, minus 190 favorite, uh, 43% ROI, and he's got a 6-0 record uh, when he's a favorite. So um, Dominic's guys were cut out for him if this ROI means anything. So, all uh, right. So take us through this card of a whole bunch of names. All right. Uh, I'm going to start off first of saying uh, there was a fight this past, that was supposed to be on this past week's show. It was a welterweight fight between Jason Witt and Josh Quinlan. It got oh, scratched. Yeah. It got scratched on Friday night because uh, Quinlan – He's coming off a drug. He uh, Quinlan got a contract off of the Contender Series last year, but he failed a Nevada State drug test for some for some metabolite in something. Anyway, he was suspended nine months. Nine months. He's coming back. He's supposed to come back and make his debut this past weekend, but the picogram issue came up. We've seen it with John Jones, and we've seen it in a couple of instances where he's not actually failing a drug test. But because picograms are showing up, he's getting flag, flagged by the Nevada Commission. Nevada Commission is not letting him fight. He's cleared by USADA and everything, by the official UFC oh, drug, okay. drug partner. So anyway, that fight got scratched from last week's card. Originally, when they scratched it, they were moving it to this week's card. But it's not officially been booked because uh, Jeff Nowitzki, who's in charge of the UFC's drug testing program, said uh, the, the California Commission is – Kind of looking everything over before they decide whether okay. whether or not to prove that fight for this card. So that fight could be added sometime this that, week. That's on the list that I'm looking at. It's it's listed because because when both 
when both Witt and Quinlan, uh, when that fight was called off, they said it was rebooked for next week. And whenever people, including myself, because because I was one of also the first to confirm that that the fight was off, off, I was told that it's going to be on next week's show. But but again, again, once once Saturday, that's this was late Friday night. Once Saturday rolled around, there's and now that we're in the Monday and Tuesday, there's still some question whether or not that fight will happen this this weekend or not. If not, it'll be rebooked for. An upcoming show, so I think he's we'll not know. the only fighter on this card coming off a drug test failure. Yeah, yeah, he's not. But uh, I'm sure by the time you listen to the show, show because every all the fighters get in on Tuesday, we'll know for sure whether or not this fight's going to be happening. Okay, but as we record it, it's still up in the air, so okay. it could end up with 13 fights. But here's the 12 we got for sure. Uh, starts off with a women's bantamweight bout, Ariana Lipsky and Priscilla <laughs> Cachoeira, which is supposed to happen. On the on the show we just saw, uh, Lipsky yeah. missed weight by two and a half pounds, and uh, they uh, they uh, pulled the fight. Uh, Lipsky was feeling uh, was not medically cleared, so they pulled the fight uh, the day of the show, and they rebooked it for this show up coming this week, and they just moved it up to one thirty five. So neither of them have to worry about you know cutting little little to yeah. no weight so so but uh anyway that kicks off that's currently scheduled as the opener and uh then you have a uh, bantamweight fight yusef zalal against damon blackshear blackshear is making his debut on like a week's notice uh then you have a interesting flyweight fight oday yeah. osborne against tyson nam both these guys are action fighters so that should be a really good fight uh then you have a lightweight fight gabriel benitez against charlie Ontiveros. You have a heavyweight fight, Martin Boudet against Lucas Bresky, who's the other guy coming off a drug, drug test failure. Not a USADA failure, but a Nevada State failure. Yeah, clomiphene. Same, same kind of thing. Same thing as Josh Quinn. Josh Quinlan was clomiphene as well. So yeah. So, but uh, did you miss uh, Hill Godinez? No, that's that's the last one. That's the featured. Oh, prelim. okay. Sorry. Featured prelim. Uh, Angel Hill and Lupe, Lupe Godinez. Uh, they were supposed to fight in October. But uh, this card, losing some fights and trying to trying to come up with some short notice short notice fights to get it at twelve to thirteen fights, uh, they called Hill and Godinez. They both they both agreed to move it up to this show. They're fighting at one hundred twenty pounds, so neither one of them have to worry about making one fifteen. It's good for Angela Hill because she lives and trains in San Diego, so it gets another big local local fighter on the show and that should be a really interesting kind of fight. a must win for her eh? five losses yeah. in her last six fights yeah kind of but it is a must win but she's one of those who's going to be with the promotion as long as she wants to be and unfortunately she could be another sam alvey who will be i was just gonna make that comparison like yeah long winless streak but she stays because she's like sam alvey fight anyone anytime anyway kind of Kind of deal. Always says yes and never says no. So uh, is this a catch weight too? I'm showing it at one twenty. Yeah, one twenty. Yeah, yeah. I said that. It was a oh, sorry, I missed because, that. Sorry. Because they moved it up two months, so neither one of them had to worry about making that one fifteen. Just Perfect. they both said they could make one twenty. Why? Why waste it on a fight you made a week before the show? Yeah. Uh, then uh, main card kicks off with middleweight fight Bruno Silva against Gerald Michart. Then you have uh, Cynthia Calvillo against Nina Nunez in a women's flyweight fight. You have light heavyweight fight, Devin Clark against Azamat Mirzakhanov. And then the uh, women's strawweight fight I talked about, Yasmin Yaraguay against ja- Jasmine Lucindo. Then the co-main event, featherweights, Nate Landwehr and David Onama. 
and then Cheeto Vera, Dominic Cruz, main event. All right, and this card is all on ESPN? All on ESPN, uh, uh, 4.30 Eastern Time start, 3.30 in Central Time, and then 7, 7 main card. So they'll they'll start at four thirty. I mean, there may not be fights, but there'll be a broadcast because yeah. they'll, they'll talk for half an hour if they. If no, they no, have no. Well, no, they get they they got to fit six fights in the two and a half hours. They'll get they'll get started right away. Okay, cool, cool. Usually it's uh, usually it's thirty minutes per fight. So so okay. they were going to start at three thirty, thinking they only had eleven fights on the card, and then they added one or two. So especially okay. if we if we have if we end up putting Wynn and Quinlan. I could see them starting it at at three and telling PFL, "Hey, wrap your shit up as quickly as yeah. possible. None of this, yeah. none of this, you know, thirty minutes in between fights that y'all tend to do." Yeah, so. no. And tell Rory to actually fight this time instead of just piss assing around for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that is the uh, that is the UFC uh, from San Diego. So uh, be nice to get back there and hopefully have a hot crowd. Um, uh, so now we do our news and we don't have much, uh, basically just fight announcements. Um, yeah, there's no, no news this week, which is kind of, I guess, good news. Other than the sense. MSG stuff we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That was about the only thing. So, mm. so what, what are the, uh, I mean, obviously we talked about the, the ones that are on this coming card, but what, yeah. what else we got? That's sticking out to you. Sticking out to me. Uh, Aspen, like I said, Aspen lad and Sarah McMahon, we're supposed to fight fight on the San Diego card. Uh, it got pushed back because Lad uh, tested positive for COVID. They're now fighting September seventeenth. Uh, you have a Bellator show, Bellator two eighty six on October first, yeah. which uh, uh, Patricio Pitbull defending the featherweight title against Adam Borix in the main event, and then AJ McKee's moving up to lightweight fighting Spike Carlisle. So that's a solid. First test. That's a, again, yeah, Carlisle's a big, big name. Yeah, yeah, Carlisle. I mean, he's not he, he he's not somebody who screams like he'll be a champion even in Bellator, but he's a tough out, and he was yeah. tough in the uh, tough during his UFC time, and he's done good in Bellator since since signing. So there's that. Um, UFC Fight Night on October first. A couple of solid fights added to that. Uh, Cody Garbrandt and Ronnie Yaya. They uh they were supposed to fight here in July. They got uh, Yaya had to pull out, but they they ended up rebooking it for October first. Another fight on that show, uh, welterweight fight, Randy Brown against Francisco Trinaldo. You know, eighty-five year old Francisco Trinaldo. You're bearing you know. the lead. Yeah, what's that? The sexy Mexi. Oh, I was I was gonna let you on that one. <laughs> oh, okay, I was gonna let you on that He's one. Fighting Daniel Santos. <laughs> I, I was leaving that one for you. you know, yeah, thank sexy Mexi, one of your favorites, John Castaneda. Against yeah. Daniel Santos, yeah. uh, USC fight night October fifteenth. Uh, three kind of good fights here. To uh, all of them at all of them at flyweight. Two of them men. So one is Tetsuro Tyra, the big Japanese prospect who has potential uh, champion at flyweight written all over him. It's his second USC fight. He's fighting CJ Vergara, and then you have Askar Askarov against Brandon Royville, which is. A battle of top five flyweights uh, looking to get title shots. So there's that. And then the Alexa Grasso Vivian Araju fight was rebooked for that show. Uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, UFC 280, October 22nd. Vulcan Ozdemir against Nikita Krylov in a light heavyweight fight. That's a that's that's a solid fight. Uh, you got some bookings for October 29th, UFC Fight Night. Uh, one of them, Chase Hooper against Steve Garcia in a featherweight fight. 
Uh, there's a light heavyweight fight, Dustin Jacoby against Khalil Roundtree. That's a that's a big that's one. a hell of a fight right there. I mean, I feel like Jacoby deserved to fight somebody ranked, but if you're going to give him somebody unranked, uh, Roundtree's as good as it gets. And a fight I know you'll like, uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta, who was on this last week's uh, contender series, got a first round win. He's a uh, debut against Jared Vandera. I mean, oh uh, wow, Van Vandera is coming off that fight with Chase Sherman, and I thought he was going to get cut. From that, and you were you were pleading his case like you want to see him. Absolutely. See him. He's a he's a he's you know getting another shot. They actually tried to make that fight for the San Diego show this week. But really? Want to? Yeah. Need, yeah. They were asking Acosta after after he won won and got a contract. He's like, can you fight? Can you fight next Saturday? And he said yes, but uh, I I don't think Vandera was uh going to be ready for it. Or no, somebody can't get down to 265 in time. Medically cleared or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, MSG. Uh, and then last last couple of fights I want to highlight. Uh, December 3rd, UFC fight night. Amanda Hebus against Tracy Cortez. And uh, Matt Schnell, uh, he gets his little fight he was calling for against Matthias Nicolau. So those are two pretty solid fights for December coming up. That's crazy that we're already booking fights for December. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, UFC's back to how they how they yep. were, how they were. I remember, you know, when the pandemic started, like a lot of these cars were getting put together, you know, a week or two before the show. But now, now it's back to normal where where you'll have a you'll have somebody who just fought and they've yep. got their next fight booked four months down the line. Down the line, nobody's so. uh, none, most of these shows don't even have locations yet, but uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, will some of them won't be at the apex. But, yeah, there's gonna be there will be some there, but uh, yeah, the I mean I think uh, I want to say there's a I want to say the November nineteenth show might be in Sweden, okay, or maybe November fifth. I don't know, I don't know. There's talk about going to Sweden and Sweden in November, and I don't think they're gonna go Thanksgiving weekend to Sweden. No, yeah. I don't even know if there's a show on the twenty sixth that day. I know there's a. I know there's two Saturdays coming up, one in September and one on October, where there's no UFC. And then there's, there's an, of course, isn't there an August one too? Uh, we're in August, uh, August 27th. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so all these, all these runs where we had, where we had uh, all these Saturdays in a row. You know, we're getting getting a week off here and the, here and there coming up, which is, which you know, it's kind of good, kind of yeah. good. You know, so. Nice to recharge the batteries a bit. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only ten Saturdays a year where there's not a show, so yeah, so yeah, and we don't get the uh, what we used to have the odd time where we'd have two shows in the same day. Uh, yeah, remember those? That. Yeah, there's none of that anymore. Or you're back in the day when they would they would run a Wednesday fight night before a Saturday pay per view. You don't have oh, that God. anymore. You just have, or even like you know, a couple times where they did a Friday Saturday show. Show, yeah. you know, you don't have that anymore. You just have Saturdays, which is good. You, yep. You've established your day, you know. Saturday is UFC day. So. I really do think that that's a lot has a lot to do with uh, the business upswing. Um, yeah. You know, knowing that there's fights on Saturday. You know, Saturday yeah. night is fight night. Yeah, so. yes, yes. Establish it. Sundays for football. You know. Yep. Mon- Monday, Mondays for football too. With, with yeah, and even Thursday too. Too. I mean, you know, your Monday is for football and wrestling. Your Wednesdays for wrestling. Your Saturday. Oh, that's UFC. That's UFC day, and then you have these sports that go, they go every day. But you know, baseball, your big, your big baseball thing is usually. That's for the, the old people, though. Yeah, old people. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for this show. Um, I just want to encourage you all to uh, check out Ryan's coverage of uh, UFC 277 in the latest Wrestling Observer. I just read that earlier today. And uh, and then, of course, you'll have coverage of the Santos Hill. Speaking of that real real quick, uh, Juliana Pena was at the show. Yeah. She's already campaigning for for round eight. And like I said, like I said, if you read my, if you read my stuff in the observer this week, you said she needs uh, at least two more fights. I, 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 I thought I said one, maybe two, maybe two, but there's no way they can go back to that, back no. to that fight next. And, and if you read my coverage, you'll see, you'll see a lot of reasons why that, that yeah. fight does not need that. There needs to be some time before a third fight between those. two. I think the biggest one was that basically Amanda won six out of the seven rounds. Yeah. So. And, and, and three of them and at least three of them were, were arguably like, 10, eight rounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was all good. Um, and then, uh, we, uh, yeah. So, and then you'll have coverage of Santos Hill, obviously in the, in the upcoming, uh, edition of the observer. And then, uh, you can check out Ryan's coverage at wrestlingobserver.com on Saturday for the UFC show. And, uh, and for me, I've got, uh, just the usual shit. Uh, <laughs> I had the dynamite show with Jeff Hawkins that's uh, coming up, uh, on Wednesday. And uh, no, I don't think I have any other big guest appearances coming up or anything. Nothing to plug. So, uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Everyone have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. <laughs>